0: Welcome to Raw Faith, a podcast for believers who want to grow and mature in their authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In our time together, we hope to challenge each other to become better doers of the word and not just hearers. This program is hosted by Shelley McWilliams of Sozo Restoration Ministries, which helps people to transform their lives through the healing, wholeness, and equipping of Jesus. So let's see where the word takes us today. Welcome to Raw Faith, Episode 2. This is Shelley, and I am your host. I'm so glad that you've decided to spend the next few minutes with me. I want to talk about a very familiar parable today. I want to share a little bit about the parable of the Ten Virgins. This is especially important because I have been hearing for months and months in different sermons and from different prophetic voices, there's been a lot of pointing to this passage of scripture. And so I haven't thought much of it for quite some time, but then several weeks ago, as I was just talking to the Lord and and asking, what's happening in the earth right now? Where, where are we at? Where are you at? And I immediately went to this parable. And I knew what he was saying to me is, right now, hearts are being tested. Right now, There are decisions that are being made of who you will serve. There's decisions being made in hearts of, do I have a Savior or do I have a Lord? And for some who have a Savior, I think that there's a confusion sometimes in believing in your heart or knowing that Jesus is real, the word is real in your mind. Because the devil knows Jesus is real. The devil knows what Jesus sacrificed on the cross. But that does not mean that he saved. It does not mean that he submitted his life to the Lord. It doesn't mean that he has embraced what Jesus did, right? So we can have knowledge, but that doesn't mean we have relationship. And so I believe that that's what's happening right now is the Lord, if you will, is separating religion which says, in my intellect, these are the things that I need to do to earn heaven. These are the things I need to do to make me feel good. But that's not the requirement to get into heaven. The requirement is to believe in your heart that Jesus died for our sins, but scripture points to something deeper, which is we need to begin to develop a relationship with him. He can't be Lord of our lives if we don't let him be involved in our lives. Right now, there's a lot of shifting that is going around in hearts. And I want to take a look at this passage of scripture, and then I want to take a look at the symbolism. I'll be reading from Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 1. It says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamp, but they did not take oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in a jar along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. A midnight cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all ten virgins woke up, they trimmed their lamps, but the foolish one said to the wise, Give us some oil, for our lamps are going to go out. No, the wise virgins replied. There is not enough oil for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. While they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. And the virgins who were ready to go with him went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins came back and they cried out, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But the Lord's response was, truly, I tell you, I do not know you therefore keep watch because you do not know the day nor the hour. That passage of scripture is very interesting because actually in Jewish custom, there is a ceremony in which it's considered a formal wedding where the bride and the bride's maids are in the house. And the bridesmaids' responsibility is to actually go and meet the bridegroom as he's coming to the house for the wedding banquet. And they have lamps and they go out and they meet the bridegroom as he's coming and they light his path and basically guide him into the home where the wedding is going to take place and the wedding banquet is going to be celebrated. Based on that custom, that's where Jesus is getting this parable that he's drawing this picture. So the Jews were very familiar with what this meant. It was definitely focused on the wedding and the coming together and being prepared for that wedding. And symbolically, we can see that because we're told we don't know the hour or the time that the bridegroom is going to come. And the bridegroom, of course, is Jesus. And his body, his believers, is the bride. So there's a separation that happens between these ten virgins who were all waiting for the bride to come. So what's the difference? What was taking place that separated the foolish from the wise? Verse 8 gives us a clue. Because all the virgins fell asleep, all the virgins woke up, all the virgins trimmed their lamps, we see the difference. And verse 8 says, that the foolish virgins to the wise said, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going to go out. But they replied, no, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy it for yourselves. So the difference between the hearts of the foolish and the wise were the foolish were caught off guard. The foolish were not prepared to have the oil to keep the lamp burning for the period of time it needed to burn for. And they didn't realize that until a cry went out and they realized, oh no, we're out of time. And then they asked the wise, hey, will you share some of your oil? And the wise is like, uh uh uh, we wanna make sure we're not gonna run out. And then what it says is they went out to go and get some for themselves. Now, what's interesting is the oil in Scripture alludes to the Holy Spirit and the anointing. I think that the point here is very strong is that you can't borrow or you can't get your oil from somebody. You have to pay the price. You have to get your own oil. Nobody can get it for you. Nobody can give it to you. It's something that you have to get from whomever sells the oil. Well, where does the oil come from? The oil is the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? Because if we look back again, the lamps were representative of our salvation and the word of God. The oil that made the lamps burn is the Holy Spirit. And we have to understand the Holy Spirit was sent after Jesus ascended as a way to empower us, as a way to guide us, to give us wisdom, to give us the grace to consecrate ourselves, to make us successful in this relationship and this journey with Jesus So Holy Spirit comes and he lives in us once we accept Christ. But there's a difference of him just living in us and us allowing him to press us and bring his oil alive in us. What is that pressing? That pressing means we don't live for ourselves anymore. That pressing means that we live for Christ. If he's Lord, then he should be Lord of every aspect of our lives. And so the trap that I believe that the foolish virgins got in was that they always thought they could wait until tomorrow to deal with things. They always thought they had time to get it right with the Lord. They always thought they had time to deal with that sin in their lives. They were going to enjoy it right now. And I think that's symbolic. And if we're really honest, don't we think that? Isn't there times where you've spoken to somebody, or even in your own heart, where the Lord's brought something and said, "Hey, I want to deal with this in your life," and the thought is, "I'm not ready, Lord, not right now." And the foolish virgins, I believe that was their heart, that was their mindset, is they thought they had time, and they realized that when the bridegroom came, it was a surprise, and time ran out. Scripture's very clear; we read it in verse thirteen. No one knows the time or the hour, and we have to live in a state in partnership with the Holy Spirit, in relationship with the Holy Spirit, in relationship with Jesus, and in relationship with the Father. But it all starts with Holy Spirit, because the Word says Holy Spirit is who draws us to Jesus, and Jesus is who shows us and bridges that gap to the Father. And so Holy Spirit is so instrumental in our relationship with the Father and Jesus. And he's the third part of the Trinity. But most of us don't really acknowledge him in he lives with me every day. He walks with me every day. And that's the travesty because Jesus even said, it is better for you that I go because if I go, I can send you another that will be your advocate. That will be your partner. That will be the one that will stand for you. And that is one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. There's so many things. He, he's the spirit of power. We see that in Acts when the disciples are told, You'd go to the upper room and wait until you are endued in power. And that's when the Holy Spirit came in a whole other dimension. And the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they were empowered to do what they couldn't do before. We can't live this Christian life in our own self-will, in our own desires, because how many know we don't desire righteousness all the time? Without the Holy Spirit of God, we desire to do what we want to do and enjoy what we want to enjoy. But it is the Spirit of God that brings that desire to love the Lord, that brings that desire to walk in relationship, to submit ourselves, that brings that desire to want to be like Jesus. That doesn't happen without the Holy Spirit. And so he is so prevalent in our lives, but so rarely acknowledged in many. The more that we allow Holy Spirit to bring consecration, which is things that stand between us and the Lord, that we submit them and we say, no, Lord, you're greater, you're greater, you're more important to me. That can only happen through the empowerment and the grace of Holy Spirit. It's where the oil comes. When we have things that our flesh would like to hold on to, we have things that our flesh would like to think, would like to do, but the Holy Spirit comes and says, I'm offering you the empowerment to receive what the Lord has for you and to walk in a righteousness that he desires for you. That's powerful. When we understand Holy Spirit extends his hand, if you will, and offers these things to us. But I think the foolish virgins didn't accept his offer. I think they figured they had more time. So we have to realize that Holy Spirit offers the way, the power for us to live our lives for God. He even is the one who gives us the hunger to even love God. He's the one that drew us to Jesus. And he offers us everything that we need this side of glory to love and be in relationship and live for Christ. But his offer is not forced on us. And it's something that we need to choose to receive and in turn partner with him. And when we do that, oil begins to flow. When we're willing to die to our flesh, and allow the Spirit of God to become greater in us, oil flows. And that's because we become led by the Spirit, who is representative of the oil, and we don't allow our flesh to lead us. It's such a critical difference. Galatians 5 says, Paul's talking here to the Galatian church. Verse 16 says, So I say, walk in the spirit and do not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the fleshly desires are contrary to the spirit and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are at conflict with each other, but be led in the spirit. And that's where the oil comes from. When we choose by the empowering of the holy spirit we partner with him and say i do not want to gratify the flesh i want holy spirit to rule my life and that is what produces oil that is what fills the lamp and makes our light burn brighter that is what keeps our light burning that is what attracts people to us because there is an intensity to our life and so that is what I feel like the Lord showed me was right now, we are in a season where there is so much going on. There's so much worldliness going on. There's so much demonic activity going on. God's doing unbelievable things. There is an intensity of what is happening right now on the earth. Part of what that is going to do is to determine people's choices in their lives. Will we give in and be deceived by these things? Will we give in to our desires? Will we change our thinking based on what the world thinks as opposed to what the Word of God says? Will we allow oil to be produced in our life, meaning holy spirit becoming greater? or are we going to give in to all of these things that surround us, and right now we are in a season where hearts are making decisions. I'm reminded of the passage of scripture where Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are at that time right now. We're at the challenge. We're at the temptation. We're at the testing of, will we serve the Lord or are we going to cave to all of these false things that are going all around in society, in media, in schools, In all of this, what are we going to do? Who are we going to serve? And that is what the Lord was showing me is hearts are drawing lines. Our choices are drawing lines. There comes a point where decisions will be made. And that's where we're at right now. It's what every one of our hearts is going to be tested with. And I want to share that with you, not to put fear in you. I want to share that with you so that it opens your eyes And we are intentional about allowing Holy Spirit to produce his oil in us because we can be easily led astray right now. There's so much going on and we are more inundated with unbelievable things in society and in our culture and across the earth. And it's easier to keep our eyes on those things than the awesome things that God is doing We have a choice of what we decide to occupy ourselves with. We have a choice of what we're going to partner with. The challenge today is, will you be foolish or will you be wise? Will you be one that is willing to walk in the Spirit and choose not to gratify the flesh? Will you put Holy Spirit first over your desires or anything that is contrary to what Holy Spirit does? galatians chapter 5 verse 19 talks about some of the acts of the flesh sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry, witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissension factions envy drunkenness orgies and the like we see all of those things and it's not just actions, because there's also heart issues that it points out jealousy, selfish ambition. Sometimes we think sin is just what we do. The greatest sin that puts us in the most bondage is the heart sins, the motives that we have, how we feel, what our attitude is about something, because those things will determine our action. But verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do those things describe our life? I'll be honest with you. There's some of those things that I don't see evidence of in my life. There's some things that I know my heart's not lined up, and I'm endeavoring to allow the Holy Spirit to do His work in me to bring that oil and empower me to give those things and consecrate those things to the Lord so that I can walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Those things, the fruit of the Spirit, all of those facets of the fruit will be evident in my life. That's our challenge. If we want to be wise and we want the oil, Scripture's clear. And there's so much I can't even get into, but I've trying to condense it as much as I can. It's so important. I encourage you dig into the word, do a study on Holy Spirit, see what his role is in our lives, acknowledge the third person of the Trinity, acknowledge that Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit of God would come and live inside of us and empower us. To me, that just blows my mind that I have the Holy Spirit of God that brooded over the earth in the beginning the spirit of resurrection that rose Jesus from the dead, the spirit that draws us, that draws hearts to Jesus, the spirit of God, that's power. It blows my mind that we have the privilege that this third person of the Trinity lives inside of us for the purpose, for the purpose of us living godly lives and building our relationship with the Father with Jesus, and with Holy Spirit. Let's not miss the boat. Let's not be the foolish virgins. Let this challenge us and sober us to realize that we are in a season where we really need to grab hold of that oil. We really need to grab hold of Holy Spirit and say, I need you. I need your oil in my life. I can't do this without you. My flesh is too strong sometimes. My attitude's overbearing sometimes. I need to know who you are and how you want to operate in my life. I need to acknowledge that you are with me all the time. That your presence 24-7 is with me and your desire is to help me. So can we take his help? Can we ask him, show me how I receive what you're offering me? I really want us to just, if we can't grab hold of this, when God speaks the times and the seasons we are in, something that we need to hold a mirror up and say, okay, if this is what you're allowing to show through Lord, where am I at? Show me Holy Spirit. Show me truth. He's the spirit of truth. Show me where I'm at. Show me the things that are consecrated to the Lord and the things that aren't. I'm right there along with you. I wish I could sit here and say, oh, no, I just have the fruit of the Spirit that comes from my life. But then I would have to repent of lying. And we know where liars go if I didn't repent. We're a work in progress. But may we endeavor to allow Holy Spirit to strengthen us and lead us in further and further and deeper and deeper in relationship and unity with the Father, with Jesus, and with himself. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with me. We'll be releasing a new podcast in a couple of weeks. I would love it if you would come back and spend that time with me. And if you've been blessed by this podcast, please subscribe and also share it. Let's get the word out so that people can hear what is on the heart of the Father, so that people can hear what does the word say and we're able to really chew on the word and become doers of the word. God bless you, and I look forward to the next time that we'll be together. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you want to know more about Shelley or Sozo Restoration Ministries, visit our website at sozorestoration.org.